Everything F1. Driven by fans, for the fans. And it's lights out and away we go! is still on provisional pole. This time for Stefan and Hamilton have crashed out. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, for the first time ever, is champion of the world. Hello and welcome to the Everything F1 podcast with me, James Tiller. Uh, alongside me today, we've got Coops. Hi, Coops. How are you? I'm doing well. How's yourself? I'm very good. Very good. It's it's warmer today, so the garage isn't so cold. Um, oh, that's, that's something you'll be pleased to, to hear. Um, but alongside us today, we've also got two brand newbies to the Everything F1 team. Um, we're going to go to them first to kind of have a little an introduction from each of them. Um, we'll go to Sophia first. Hi, Sophia. How are Hiya. you? Hi, I'm good. And you? Uh, very good. Thank you. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself so our fans can know who they're listening to. Yeah, so if you can't tell by my accent, I am not British. Um, (laughs) I'm originally from the island of Bermuda, which is off the coast of the United States. So I apologize for sounding American sometimes (laughs) um, and saying American pronunciations. Um, Yeah, but been living in the UK for the last five, six years coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a data analyst by trade but I like to do statistics, especially around F1, rugby, football um, on the side for fun. And that's why I decided to join you guys. Really okay, excited. Great. Good. Well, it's great to have you with us. Uh, interested in, in, in seeing what data you can bring to the team throughout the season. Oh, there's um, definitely a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, also, we've got alongside us, uh, Emma. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Oh, very good. So you're a newbie to the team. Can you give us a, a kind of a brief introduction about who you are, what you do? Uh, yeah. Um, daytime, I work at a cat rescue and a oh. hospital. Um, and I've basically been following F1 for quite a few years now, but I've fallen more in love with it over the last year. Oh, okay. And um, I do a lot of graphic design. So that sort of got me into it because I was making a lot of Formula One edits. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's my main interest, really. Excellent, yeah, and you've been chatty in the team, uh, in the in the team chat. Uh, yes. Obviously, a very keen interest in the sport, so it's always good to put an, a face to the name. Obviously, a, a voice to the uh, to the to the name as well. Um, and I'm sure the fans will be interested in hearing what you've got to say throughout the season uh, if you do pop on again uh, in the future. Okay, so we are the Everything F1 team. You can find us on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We've also got our shiny website, which is quite new now, uh, at www.everythingf1.com. And we are dropping articles every single day for you to read. We'd also love you to subscribe to the podcast that you're listening to now. So hit the bell on your favorite podcast streaming service and get all of the latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the liveries that have come out this week. We've had a few. We've got a couple to go, um, but 
we think we, we do think there's plenty to talk about. Um, Coops, out of the ones that we've seen already, which one were you salivating mostly over? Well, there's two. Oh, uh, Aston Martin and McLaren. Okay. Uh, I mean, Haas is the same. Plus, it's not even the car. Red Bull put a new sponsor on. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Aston Martin. We knew it wasn't going to be BWT, so I was like, "Ooh, how are they going to do it?" And then when they actually brought out an actual car, mm. like hey, and with the kind of lime green light highlights, it's just oh. I mean, they, these new regulations. I mean, they could be absolute rubbish in the race, but the cars look good. They do look good. Yeah. So, and then McLaren's is just awesome. It's now a screen. It's on the. It's on my phone. It's the screensaver. I've changed the screen. The screen on my computer. That 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 McLaren is just amazing. Were we always going to say that as not so secret McLaren fans, though? No, no, I'm impartial. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, you did say Aston, to be fair. So, you know, that, that's good. The Aston has quite a big booty. It's quite thick, as they say. Uh, the kids the kids say these days. One thing that I'm very presently... Oh, Craig, as a Scotsman, I can't see that one. Pleasantly. Like, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> surprised with is if you take Red Bull's car out, because that isn't their car, uh, they pretty much said it's a car launch to announce this new title sponsor. It's just a stock thing. Yeah. But Haas, Aston Martin, the Williams that came out today, and uh, who am I missing? McLaren. Every car's different. Mm. Now, everyone said the rules were very prescriptive. So, the, in other words, there's a lot you can't, there's a lot less wiggle room with certain things. And that's still like the front wing, everyone's pretty much got the same front wing. I noticed a few I've, different heights. Slightly different front wings. kind of heights and yeah. setups. And, but I think that's more to do with setup rather than yeah. the actual wing. Uh, the rear wing, that was tightly controlled because the rear wing was part of the reason why it was dirty air as well as the front wash and stuff like that. Other than that, everyone's came up with slightly different setups. Like the the Williams uh, air intake for the side pods is bigger. The the Alpha Tauri that's came out, which I forgot to mention, they've got a very small, very square inlet. The McLarens have got a different one. And as you said, Aston Martin, they've got the kind of slashes along the top, which no other, other team has done which is a bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. Either they're amazing or they've got it really the wrong way around, which is another thing, which will be interesting to see when we hit Bahrain and maybe Barcelona. So. Yeah, well, let's di- we'll dive into those uh, in a little while. Uh, Sophia, what, which one out of all the ones that have been released so far were you kind of the most excited about? I think it's the McLaren because with the rumor mill about the golf livery, like <laughs> having seen that in Monaco last season, I yeah. love the colors of it. And this year as well, it, this new release, it's so nice. I like also the little bit gray black added to it as well. Makes yeah. it a little like slim. Um, but yeah, McLaren is probably my favorite overall. Williams, I love the color as well. And some of the panel designs on the side of it was quite nice. Um, but yeah, those two are my favorites so far. Same question to you then, Emma. What, which one was the one that impressed you the most? Uh, I was probably most looking forward to McLaren, but Aston Martin's car ended up sort of blown. Like I was really surprised about how nice it was. It does look uh, very nice. That one's definitely my favourite. I think if you go on Twitter as well, like the fans, like the Aston Martin, like everyone's obsessed with it. It's it's a di- very slightly different colour green, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a it's really different compared to you know without the pink and then 
I just think that the lime green looks great on it. And just in general, like the new car, I think it really shows off like the new shape of it and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it does. It, it is a, it's a very pretty car. Yeah, it's um, so smooth looking. Hmm. And it, it obviously reminds people of, of the Le Mans car and, and all those sorts of liveries that they've had on other cars and in other formats. So it's it's probably good to kind of unify the, the Aston Martin panel of cars, um, which, which they have seemed to have done. Okay, well, let's talk about the first release, uh, livery release of the year. And it's probably the only time that this team will be first, uh, let's be honest. It was Haas, <laughs> Haas that released their livery and it was exactly the same as last year. It, there was nothing <laughs> nothing very fun about it. There was no, nothing, to, nothing to kind of stare and go oh that looks really nice <laughs> no it, it's, it's it's very different because last year's was the russian flag this year is the flag of russia <laughs> very different taking yeah. a note out of red bull's notebook for car launches and design Indeed. absolutely I, I want i want to be the livery designer for red bull because that's a <laughs> Piss easy job in it. Can you press control? Can you press control out copy on the computer? Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I just this is disappointing, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's not ugly. No, it's uh, it's an okay looking car. That's that's right. You are, you are right there. Just it just they could have done something a bit different with the new shape and everything. And it wasn't even it was was that that wasn't even the actual this year's car, was it? No, were they one no. of the ones that put it on it's, the show car? No, it's not. It was digital render. It was an what did they call it? It was an early evolution of the car. Mm. So, in other words, it's the kind of base, yeah. but there'll be changes. Yeah, kind of as just a livery reveal, to be honest. Yeah, it was a livery reveal, and and they just revealed last year's livery. So, what was the what was the need? <laughs> I did just drop that. Would you were you excited to see the Haas car, Sophia? I was just happy to see Mick. <laughs> That's it. No, I mean, I. It's literally the same as last year. I, I'm not the biggest Haas fan in general, so mm. I wasn't following it as much as the other teams um, and their launches. But we're not going to see much of them on the screen. Safe to say, uh, <laughs> unless God forbid they do reverse grid. But yeah, you never it. know. They, they they've been working on this car the longest, apparently. So they could have found the silver bullet. Um, we'll see with, we the different, see. <laughs> with how everyone's kind of interpreted the rules and regulations mm. who knows they might actually do well because it was I a render as well though because it was a render do you, does that kind of tell you that maybe they're they're hiding something i know all the teams like to try and hide things but do you think <laughs> that because it's a render that they're, they're trying to do that a bit more keeps yeah they are but only because they're a customer team for ferrari not mm. because they've come up with anything fancy uh, and I think that was the thing about the front suspension. Uh, I think there's a lot of talk about pull rod, push rod suspension. And if you look closely at the render, um, Emma, if Emma paid any attention and looked at that, but you know, as someone who's graphic design, she'd be like, "Ooh, that's a bad Photoshop." Because <laughs> part of the it's part of the suspension just was stuck on the side. It's like mm. other bits had the kind of the crevices and the bits to go in, and you know things like that. Uh, whereas this one light, it just stuck there. Uh, not as bad as Aston Martin, who forgot to put a suspension completely on one side of the render. Uh, <laughs> although they did have the actual car, so they, they get let off for that. So I think there's elements in the, the Haas car that's uh, 
what do you mean? That's that's hiding things, but I don't think necessarily it's because it has. Although there's been a lot of technical reshuffling. Delara aren't who they get a lot of stuff from for Shasti aren't really there for the design anymore because they got a lot of people from Ferrari over to the Haas side because of the cost cap. Ferrari had too many people. Mm-hmm. So they've now been seconded to Haas. They're definitely 100% separate from the Ferrari uh, factory, even though the Haas factory is in the same place as the yeah. Ferrari factory. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Simone, is it Simone Resta, I think, is the technical guy. So they've got, they're designing more of their own thing. And as you say, they've probably had they've had a whole year to build this car. So let's hope it's not three, four seconds behind everybody else. I mean, at least Mazepin could get a couple of seconds close to the rear of the Mick Schumacher's car, you'd think? <laughs> you'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, but well, you would like to think. But Mick's going into his second year, so he's gonna be he's gonna want to be, you know, able to perform a little bit more, isn't he? Um than than he did last year. And he, and, and his second seasons have, you know, historically been better in you know, formulas. So hopefully it will be an okay year for him. Maybe not necessarily 19th and 20th, maybe maybe 16th, 17th, 18th. Some of those positions could be taken up by the Haas crew, um, obviously. They, they need to try and get into the next, like they need to get into Q2 a few times or be there or thereabouts. You know, if they're, if they're point one away, point, you know, just outside it, then brilliant. Mazepin at least once this season can't be last because he was last every race last year. Oh, uh, and he gave us tears it, at the end that almost made us feel sorry for him. Well, it did because, oh. okay, the man, the, man, the man didn't do a very good start a week after signing the Haas contract with the well-publicised video. Uh, and then the, with the fallout from that, that if you can uh, park that for a second... And an F2, he wasn't that slow. He wasn't that off the pace. He was a reasonably good racer. Mm. So something's going on in Haas, whether it's attitude, whether it's acclimatising to the step up. But even at that, the the gap is just, there's something not right there. It's it's just, I mean, even Sonoda had flashes of, oh yeah, you kind of should be there. Then the next race, he crashed the car three times and then shouted about his engineers. And, you know, but you could see something. Mm. I don't know what it is. If he has another season the same as the season he's had this year, it would be very interesting what they do. Uh, other than the fact his dad could pretty much buy everything in the world. Uh, <laughs> you know, his his pocket money is the, the GDP of a small a small nation. So, you know, uh, it's, it's a bit... Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> could be. Uh, it probably could, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, it's just weird. There's something, go- There's something weird about Mazepin. Uh, where he is I don't remember in recent times somebody being so far off the pace uh, and I mean the Haas was a bit of a dog I mean it was what three years uh, a three year old car or something it was it was a hell of a dog it wasn't yeah. just a bit of a dog I think um, it was an upgrade from 2019 this is mm. where they've been it was like a, the 2020 was an upgrade to 2019 the 2021 was upgraded from 2020 so you know it's not new and then they didn't touch it for 2021 it must have been painful for them just to be sitting at the back there, though. But and this is another reason why I think they should have changed the livery a little bit. You know, have bad, have those bad memories kind of wiped clean. Give us a different car to kind of look look fresh upon. Maybe change our mindset. You know, we're not the same team as we were last year. We've got this new livery. We've got this new attitude. We're going to go into the season. But then they just came out and meh. Never mind. Let's move on to one of the prettier liveries. Um, and as as 
spoken about by Emma Emma in the start um, of this whole segment. Uh, so we'll go to Emma first to to kind of expand on her thoughts. Uh, the Aston Martin livery, Emma. What what was so nice about it that you think everyone has caught everyone's attention? Well, I think we were all we were all wondering what was going to replace the pink. Yeah, and I do think the lime green looks nice, like livery wise. Um, I was quite shocked about the vents. I didn't expect that on the sides. Um, but I just think no one. I feel like no one because they're quite a mediocre team, like in standings wise. I don't mm. think people expected the car to look as good as it does, even though they have been working on it and they have that five year plan, don't they? Yeah. But, um, I think it was just a shock to a lot of people. I'd say that on on Twitter, it seems like the general consensus is that that is everyone's favorite livery mm-hmm. because it just looks so good. It does. It it looks really nice. But let's let's try and let's try and play devil's advocate here. Is it going to be like last year? We we all came out and said, "Oh yes, the Aston Martin livery is beautiful. It's absolutely stunning." And then it got on the track and it just disappeared. Uh, and you could confuse it for the for the Mercedes. It looked really dark and, and kind of almost black um, when it was driving around. And people were like, uh, "It's not not the greatest on track." Do you think we're going to have that same trouble this year, or do you think it's going to stand out a bit more? Uh, I think it will stand out more with the neon, like with the lime green on it. Mm. Uh, I think that someone like, well, Sebastian Vettel, I think will probably want to get in it straight away and expect it to be really good. Mm-hmm. But they do have like the five-year plan. So he probably won't even be with them when they want to get to the point where they're actually like racing for the championship. Yeah. So like Lawrence spoke about it, about like um, just how they're going to work on it year by year. So I'm not expecting like, them to come out and be fighting for the championship straight away like i'd be really surprised but obviously with a driver like sebastian he obviously wants it to be that way yeah but, i mean i will see won't we but i do think in general just delivery is definitely at the top of my list anyway and sebastian did say in the interview actually afterwards i i'm hoping to, to kind of speed up that process a bit more um because from the rumour mill that obviously goes around, that people are saying it could be Sebastian's last year. Um, obviously, Sebastian does, has, has not said he will definitely be here. In fact, in one of the interviews, he said he doesn't know what he's going to be doing uh, in the future. He doesn't know how long he's going to be here um, as, uh, as long as he as long as long his drive is uh, is there to actually get into the car, then he'll, he will remain. So it's very much up in the air, isn't it? So he's going to be wanting that Aston to perform a bit better uh, this year, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he said he said in multiple interviews that he's not happy being at the like fighting for points. Like he wants to be fighting to win. Yeah. And he's like, I think he's happy in the team, like with the people and the, like everyone who works there. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's happy with how the car's performing. Like he wants, he's he's still got that fire to want to be the champion. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we'll see whether because I think eventually, if if the car isn't performing the way he wants it to, he will get bored of it. He won't want to carry on. And he might retire. Mm. You're sooner kind of rather than later. Shaking your head, Sophia. What, what What are your thoughts on that whole Sebastian Vettel quandary? I mean, there was an interview this season, and I think somebody asked him what he's doing in five years, and he, I think he was like kind of brutally being like, "I'm probably not going to be driving in mm. five years' time." So for me, in my mind, like I feel Aston Martin just needs to get more consistent with both drivers together. Mm. Um. Because right now it's such a difference in some of the races between <laughs> seven Lance and everything. And I think, again, with the uh, livery, it's also quite interesting. I've just pulled up one of the images. The front wing of Aston Martin is actually not 
more bent compared to the Haas and the McLaren. It looks a little bit like wider and closer to the wheel, uh, sorry, a little bit um, off of the wheels compared to like how the Haas and the McLaren is. So I don't know if that's going to make maybe make a difference. Right. There's okay. Videos that have come out on like TikTok and social media of the Aston Martin around going around the track, and it's quite low as well to the ground. So it, it's going to be one to watch for sure. Um, and we'll see how it is compared to the Mercedes in color, if we're going to have another discussion, if they're going to be matching or not. But I don't think so, to be fair, this season. Well, let's talk about the whole matching situation because uh, historically, well, for the last year or slash two years, um, they've kind of copied uh, and been like the, the mirror image of Mercedes in terms of the way it's um, set up and the design of the car. Um, now, obviously, we haven't seen Mercedes car at the moment, so we, we can't really comment whether it's going to be that same thing. Um, but Aston have got that very unique um, kind of vent system on the back of the side pods. They've got very small air intakes. They're, they're very small squares. And then they've got kind of this black panel that makes it look like it's a, it's a bigger air intake. So I, I, this, this, I think this is a key here. They've either found this silver bullet that's going to, you know, be the whole secret to the to the next year's, well, this year's championship as it is now, or they've got it completely wrong because nobody else has gone down that way, have they? Yeah, I mean, also when like the aerodynamics uh, in the tunnel also could be playing a role because I remember, I'm not entirely sure, but obviously the amount of time they can be in the wind tunnels and seeing about the aerodynamics, mm -hmm. maybe they found something in a, shorter time or compared to how other people's teams have time, they mm -hmm. might've found the, the winning uh, formula for it. Exactly. I, I think all, all the teams that haven't got that, which is probably nine of the teams uh, as they look at it, they're going to be looking at it. Going, what have they worked out? What, what is this? Uh, Coops, have you heard anything technically about this from any of your technical sites that you visit? In terms of the Aston Martin slits along the top, it's nothing to do with the coolant. I think it's to do with the pressure to get the ground effect to work. It's right. to do with the, how the vortices work underneath the car. Now, as we all know, if one team turns up with something and nine of them don't, either they've found the double diffuser brawn thing mm -hmm. or they've got it really wrong. Interestingly, when I was looking at the pictures again for the front of the, the side pod, the kind of air vents, Alpha Tauri have copied a very similar design to Aston Martin. It's very square. Oh, okay. Uh, they, their sweep for the actual side pods, the Alpha Tauri even, is a bit tighter. Obviously, I don't think anything as thick as the Aston Martin, because uh, they run very kind of straight, uh, kind of almost a double floor design at the back. Yeah. Um, whereas the Williams that was released today, they've got really big air intakes. But then they that have. could be to do that could be to do with the the power unit. The the, the, the Mercedes power unit is very much. Doesn't it's, it's cooling has always been an issue. If it's too high temperature, that power unit doesn't like it. Uh, and we've seen that throughout the turbo hybrid era for the Mercedes. Uh, they kind of sacrifice the really the, the races that are really hot for the rest because you don't get them that hot, generally mm. speaking, and they're able to win everything else more or less. But yeah, it's definitely interesting that these interpretations are so different, especially the Aston Martin. What's what you putting your money on then? Are you putting it on it being the silver bullet or are you putting put it on it being just nothing too exciting? Well, I'm going to be Switzerland and say that the rules <laughs> that I've designed will not allow for a silver bullet. We're not going to get a brawn 
double diffuser one and a half Ooh. to two seconds ahead it just it's not <laughs> going to happen ah, uh, i think <clears throat> no I, I don't actually think it's going to be as mixed up as people think it is because the teams don't quite fully understand these regulations with mm. a year of them racing they'll be like oh hold on actually i think next year not this season, but the, the season coming up, but 2023, when the teams have had a year understanding how ground effect works. Now, ground effect's not been in Formula One since, I think, is it 80s? I think late it was 80s, in the yeah. 80s, late 80s, 90s, it was banned. So a lot of the guys that are there, some of them will still know it, but it's very different cars. They still un- they understand the principle, but getting it to work. So I think next year, I think, is when you'll see a lot of changes. I think things will be changed. I mean, if Aston Martin have got it right, McLaren are where they are and Ferrari are more or less where they were last year. You imagine a three-way fight for third place between Aston Martin, McLaren and Ferrari for next year. It'd be very I nice. Mean, and, and then Alpine and Alfa Romeo and the rest of the back. Like You want them to have a fight. You want them to be there or thereabouts. But I don't think it's necessarily the silver bullet. I think if anything, if they've got it more or less right, they're going to be where they should have been last year with what we were all expecting for last year, I think. Uh, I think okay. they should be in amongst the the, back the fight, but not necessarily up. Taking over, they're not going to take over Ferrari. Okay. It's third. Uh, just won't happen. Plus, we won't allow it as McLaren fan. We'll get in there. <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll get it sorted. Red Bull were the next uh, to release. Actually, I, I think I got him in the in the wrong order. But Red Bull was was one of the first to release um, their livery, uh, and it was exactly the same as previous years, except for a new title sponsor um oracle so now they're now going to be the oracle red bull racing when a, when a company pays 73 million quid a year you're putting their name on the top above the above <laughs> red bull i mean that is just over half of the yearly fucking budget yeah that's a lot of money it is and uh helmet marco and you know all, all these all the bosses at red bull they're, they're gonna be like oh we don't have to spend so much money this year to uh <laughs> to, to, to get this car on the track but um sophia what were your thoughts when you first saw the car copy and paste yeah <laughs> i mean i have a f1 2022 season bingo and um there was images of it being leaked probably about 20 30 minutes before the actual release of it i tried to stay away from social media on reveal days for the same like for this pure reason of mm-hmm. people getting like uh leaked i mean with the oracle it's gonna be interesting i'm just thinking from a data point of view as well and like the equipment that oracle has mm-hmm. oracles is one of the main sponsors for a lot of sports you have sailing competitions that use data as well like similar designs of f1 cars same materials they're using it on sailboats there, there's so much I'm just thinking like the numbers of it that's my love um, yeah. but it's going to be quite interesting how they are this year I'm I'm really excited even though the car is legit a copy and paste mm-hmm. yeah and they really hid the actual car as well so whether it was it was the show car anyway so it wasn't even a real car but they, they really put them they just turned the lights completely down and you could barely see mm. the car at all uh, underneath the livery were you surprised uh, about that Emma? Yeah, I mean, I'm literally looking at a picture right now and you can barely see it because it's so dark <laughs> in that room and the way they've like lit it all. But uh, yeah, I agree. It is just copy and paste. You know, I think we were all expecting it, though. Like, we were expecting a change. Were we expecting a little bit of different, you know, maybe a gold number one or something for Max? I mean, he's he's, he's personally turned up with gold uh, boots 
for this season. So m- maybe they could have uh, put a bit of gold on there to, to show that they were the champions or something like that. Yeah, you made it a bit different, but... Yeah, but with the helmet... Yeah, he's got it on his helmet. It's just so uninspired, isn't it? It's it's just not exciting. You go, oh, let's let's look at the Red Bull uh, livery. Oh, look, it's the same again. Uh, but I suppose it's their brand. It's their brand, isn't it? I suppose it's like saying Ferrari are going to turn up with a red car. It's it's pretty. It, no one has a go at Ferrari. Uh, I suppose this was the year to find out whether Red Bull would ever change their mind in their livery because the you know new regulations, new look. Jazz it up a bit and they just went, nah, we're just going to keep it the same. So they're never going to change. Mm. I think they might change next season. I think they might do it next season instead because obviously this season is the first year, new regs and everything. And maybe in 2023, they might change it up just because it's so uncertain this season. Mm. That could be it as well. They don't want to invest so much money and design and concepts this year. They want to do it for next year potentially. Maybe. I I think the the only way they'll change it I think they they might only change it in 2026 uh, when the new engine rigs comes in, and if the rumored Porsche Audi thing happens, they've got their their set up with Honda. Honda uh, racing. In the they've got a little Honda Honda logo on it that we all spied towards the rear of the car. Was it Honda? What Honda the racing? H- H- HRC. HRC. Yeah, that's it. Honda. The Honda it's, racing company. Honda. Honda have rebranded a similar sort of idea to Alpine or Renault where they've, mm. they've moved all the racing under HRC. So everything to do with Honda's racing will be HRC. And the reason that's there is because Honda decided after they won Drivers' Championship and realised they've got a good engine, they kind of regretted leaving the sport. Yep. So instead of just going, we're just coming back in, they're kind of <laughs> like, see, you can keep all that money you've spent. We're going, we are basically, they're basically going to deal with manufacturing, dealing with the engines, doing all the upgrades that are allowed because there's an engine freeze, mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of stuff, until 2026. They were only going to do it for another year, which was this season coming up, and they've yeah. decided, oh, we'll keep it to 2025, which is when the end of the current regulations finish. So they've, 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 they've left, but they've not left. They're still there. Kind of, yeah, yeah, they're there. They're still, they're still going to be there, and they'll, they'll, it'd be good to see them, actually, because you know they, it's good to have a different engine supplier um, and really, were we expecting Red Bull to, to do much of their own, uh, their own engine at this point? No, because Honda was going to be there this no. year anyway. So it's not a surprise for this year, but it is a surprise or a, a semi-surprise going forward, obviously, to 2026. So, so basically translated to if it goes wrong, it's Red Bull's fault. If you won again, <laughs> Honda's amazing. Yeah. Well, there you go. It, it does say something about a, a team that they'll hang around when they're being successful, but drop drop the sport when they're... Being unsuccessful, though, is that Honda, Honda and Renault have been murder for it since Formula One started? Mm. They never shut the door, they never opened the door. They're kind of they thought, hi, oh my god, you know, Toyota just came in and spent them budget from a small country and didn't win nothing, didn't think they were on the podium, mm. so they left, they've never come back in. Uh, but yeah, Honda and Renault are notorious for, for that kind of stuff, they'll come back, right? Okay, let's let's move on to uh, McLaren, which was one of our favorite, um, well, probably our second favorite. As a group, my favourite, uh, because I'm just a massive McLaren fan, um, but my favourite in total, but everyone else's second favourite, um, if we put it to a vote, I think. Um, I just think it looked really nice. I was really, I was hoping, and, and we were in the chat beforehand, I was thinking, golf livery, golf livery, let's go for it. Come on, McLaren, you can do this. Give us the golf livery. And they did kind of give us aspects of the golf livery, not, the, not quite the full golf livery that I would have preferred. But this looks good. It, it's that that matte kind of papaya colour, 
um, with the blue and the black. Now, the black has raised eyebrows, and that's some people have said that it's too much. Um, Callum, if you're listening, it's you. You said it was far too much and you dislike it. Um, but, you know, the rest of us think, you know, it's it's, it's fairly nice. What does he know? I oh, know. He's into Formula E. Formula <laughs> 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 E was good this weekend. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. We're talking a bit. Um, we're talking deliveries. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the, the McLaren. Um, I'll go to you, Sophia. I, I love it. As I said in the beginning, it was one of my favorite ones that's been launched so far. I kind of wish there was a little bit more blue. That's right. the only thing I kind of wish for that. But I'm I'm really excited for it. And it, it's going to stand out compared to everybody else at the moment with how bright with the classic papaya color. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. It is going to stand out, isn't it? Because the rest of them at the moment, they are pretty kind of kind of one color or mainly one color apart from the house is going to be white which is a, which obviously by default is a bright color anyway they're all quite kind of i don't know monochrome yeah kind of very kind of hopefully they'll stand out in the light but they, they they're not bright and kind of colorful like the mclaren quite um, subdued kind yeah, of. yeah yeah that's that's what i'm trying to get out i think <laughs> you, 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 you're picking the words out of the brain out of my brain that my mouth can't do it so um, Emma, what were your thoughts on the? You obviously said you, the Aston was your favourite, but you said McLaren was a close second. What, yeah, definitely. What, what did you like the most about the McLaren? I like the blue on it, but I know that Elise, you know, another one of us has said that she doesn't like how the blue doesn't show up as well compared to the orange, like the numbers on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it looks great. I mean, I think it is a bit of a mix of the golf livery as well. But uh, yeah, I like the way, I think just in general, my, mclaren with the papaya i know we shouldn't talk about formula e but when you do watch formula e and you see the brighter cars Mm. like it's more it's just visually more pleasing to watch Mm. especially like the green and vision cars and i think to have that in formula one when you've got like the planar with the black and stuff on the red bull like it's just it's easier to watch and uh, i just think i just love it yeah, it's, I just like I, I like them when they stand out. I like them when they do something different. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. It, it's very different to to what what everyone else is doing. You know, the livery has like geometric shapes on the uh, on the side of the side of the uh, side pods. You know, they're they're not kind of just it's not like sweeps like we we're quite used to having sweeps and strokes of paint. You know, we've got blocks, we've got different shapes, we've got different kind of you know, it's 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 colourful. I like it. I really yeah. like how it's consistent as well with all the other kind of work like how it is in indycar and mm-hmm. extreme e i like how all four of them are cohesive with each other it's not different which is also quite a nice one because that makes it more iconic that color because yeah. it's reaching everybody now yeah it's certainly a brand that they released because uh, obviously they released all four cars at the same time it was, it's good to see that it, it kind of as you say it's a cohesive across the whole brand um so when you tune into your indycar when you tune into your extreme e when you tune into esports uh you're, you're going to see a very similar livery across all the cars and it's it's yeah it's going to be a co- cohesive song uh across the whole brand of mclaren which is nice uh, and and the overalls look good for uh, the drivers they they're, they're going to look smart as they uh walk next to their cars uh, as they go to the grid so that's good I, I, yeah, I, a lot bit a lot a lot better than their merch I mean, their merch looks like they should be working in half. <laughs> Coops is not buying any merch this year because it looks like oh. they look like Halford, Halford's workers. Is that right? If I go, I go to McLaren. I'm working in Halford. I go to, I go to Ferrari. I'm working in McDonald's. I mean, that's just <laughs> no. You're fine. Just keep it. Sorry. Right. Maybe get a cap. 
<laughs> the cap's orange. Orange clashes with the ginger beard. The ginger person can't <laughs> wear a lot of stuff. Oh, Black. One thing mind. you forgot. One thing you forgot to mention is McLaren are the only team to jazz up the wheel rims, yes, which I thought they was really cool. Mm. And so they put the, they, is... they put blue kind of circles around the middle of the wheel rims, didn't they? With the logos the, as well. Yeah, not that you're going to see the logos when it goes at 200 mile an hour, but stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a nice the touch. Pit stops for a few seconds. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Uh, I think with the wheel rims, they put they could put lights on them for the light night races. They could make it, re- you know, re- make them really stand out. Yeah, it's yeah bit, funny. Bit funny you mentioned that they were they were a, apparently they were a, trials with LED lights in the rims mm. during the off season. They just kind of messed around, you know, with sponsorship opportunities and stuff like that. You know, they're not LED lights aren't heavy, no, really, but maybe that will come in in the future. In the future, but, yeah. Was there no rumors about about it being glow in the dark or like? Shadow. I remember this. Something... The the the, sh- the McLaren shadow is glow in the dark. The orange glows in the dark. Um, not a hundred percent sure whether the Mercedes, the Mercedes, the Formula One car is. Uh, although the light show did make it look as if it did, like at least yes. the blue. They changed it about, and the blue was kind of like glowing a wee bit. So I don't know if that's just the light show, or whether that is going to happen. But for your night races in Singapore and stuff, it'd be quite, it'd be quite interesting. Do you know those, the, you get those toys as kids or the kids get the toys nowadays and they're like, got the LEDs in and, and it's like a fan and as it spins up, it has like messages and stuff coming on, on the, on the, oh, yeah. so it's, it's like a, a rotating thing. You can't, listeners can't hear me rotating my finger really quickly to make uh, and do an impression. So I apologize about that, but they have them and they could put, they could write things on them, on, on them as well, you know, like, you know, they, they could put their driver numbers, their driver names or whatever to, to light up in the dark. But then, you know, if, if something went wrong, their driver could send a little message to their uh, to their opposition, say, look, F you, 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 you cut me up then. Or, <laughs> and we could send messages. Yeah, like, let's not. <laughs> like, like, let's just, just, just bring that in. Okay, uh, big, big gimmicky, isn't it? Big gimmicky. Okay, we'll move gimmicky. on from that. Really? <laughs> That's what we're going to call it? All right, okay. We'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the McLaren. I I, I like the uh, the difference. I like how it's going to stand out, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it on track. Just, um, just before just before you move on, did anyone notice how awkward it got when they started talking to Lando about his new contract and Ricardo was standing next to him? <laughs> it is worth okay, noting that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like so Lando yeah we've got this contract with loads of money and Ricardo's just like eh, yeah mm-hmm, I'll just look at the wall yep. and then she could the tri- launch was quite awkward like there was a lot of awkward pauses and, yeah. and like with Aston Martin as well like with Lawrence talking really slowly oh, and he, like oh, it, was, it was a bit painful no personality does he <laughs> well, he, I think he was just really he was really adamant that he was going to get every word out clearly without stumbling because he was very yeah so this year, Aston Martin are going to break all records. You know, obviously, I don't, I can't remember exactly yeah. what he said, but he was very—he he spoke with purpose, at least. Um, yeah, shame yeah. he just didn't he, insert he didn't any, any personality. Ones. Yeah, it was like it was like the presenter in McLaren when she was trying to ask Daniel about the fact that she had he had a difficult season without actually saying the words and kind of tripping over herself. It's, mm. Just say the words. He knew yeah. he had a bad season. Everyone knew. So your season wasn't that great last year. What are you going to do about it? You know, Simple. what annoys what annoys me about these launches with the people is if you notice in the McLaren launch, it's all the same people. 
Mm. Like, see the fans that win the competition? <laughs> it's all the same folk. I entered that competition, but then I don't tweet with all the merch and buy all the merch on day one, so I never won. Tinfoil <laughs> hat, tinfoil hat, hat. on your head there, yeah. Okay, well, we'll move on from McLaren because we can talk about it all day if we wanted to because we're all not-so-secret McLaren fans. But who isn't? I, I say this every time, but I've yet to hear anyone say, you know what, I absolutely hate McLaren. I've never heard anyone say that. So I, 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 did, see a, I did see a tweet about some guy saying that Daniel Ricciardo's overrated and shouldn't be in Formula 1. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, even if you don't like the drivers, like the history that McLaren has, you can hmm. still love the team, like, just in general. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the team I like. It's not the drivers I like. It's mm. My driver was Juan Pablo Montoya, and he's not the other. So. <laughs> I just like the team. He's still doing well, though. He's still competing this year. He's going to be full yeah, McLaren, actually. Yeah, Indy 500. In the Indy 500. The, yeah, third car. Okay, well, let's let's move on to Alpha Tauri, then, who released their livery on the love day of Valentine's Day. Now, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, we'll go to Sophia first. Sophia, did, did you like the, the Alpha Tauri livery? Have they changed it enough for you this year? Um, I don't really think so. But, I mean, it's kind of the same with, like, the rest of the cars. Sometimes the color is quite, like, iconic and, like, the style of it. They're not going to change um, change it around. I don't really have much to say about it. I wasn't, like, overly a fan or, like, not a fan. I was just quite neutral with it, for sure, mm. for this season, for this car in general. There was uh, a, a very early kind of... Uh, leak as it were uh, where we saw kind of a side pod uh, and we saw the, the the text kind of curved over the side pod it did turn out to be the genuine thing by the looks i think um it, 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 it does look quite a bit weird curved, curved over the over the side pod isn't it so it's a bit different yeah it seems like it's like an arch almost mm. um in the front so i don't know how that's going to play out on the track and everything but it could also be an illusion because obviously it's got black underneath a bit so from the camera angles while it may look like an arch take the wheels off it's probably flat and it could be that yeah maybe Emma, what did you think of it uh, i thought it was a bit boring to be honest like it's fine but from a like gra- graphic design point of view like I need a bit more colour than that. I think if they had like a couple of accents on there, like the Aston Martin does, uh-huh. like it would look a lot better. But I do get that, like obviously the colour scheme, colour scheme is like iconic to the brand. But I don't know. I'm like looking at the moment, and I'm just it's just like not it's not giving me anything. Mm. It's yeah. When it came out last two years ago, it was their first Alpha Terry livery, and it was it, everyone was like, "Wow, it's a new white livery. It's so cool. It's so great." Last year, they reversed the livery. So what was white was the kind of bluey, grey, kind of, I don't know what, what we call that colour. Um, but it was the reverse, basically. Whatever was white was the bluey grey, and whatever was grey was the bluey white for the, the second season. And this kind of, this one, I don't know, it, it just kind of looks similar. Uh, they haven't changed much. They haven't, I suppose they've, they've gone with the whole, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing, um, like their sister team, Red Bull. Do you want to say anything about the Red the, the Red Bull sister team AlphaTauri uh, Coops? Yeah, yeah, it's there. So no, I've, 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 I've done the same as what Emma's done. You know, I've had a quick, I've had a quick sketch at it. Technically, they're doing something funky with the side pods if that is the car, because you know these are renders we're looking at at the minute. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the good thing is this year they didn't have to, they didn't make us sit through a half-hour fashion show to see the car, <laughs> uh, which is fabulous. It was a two and a half minute video on Twitter, which is brilliant. Uh, yeah. They still showed off our 95 pound t shirts. I mean, have you seen them? 
Wow. Anyway, uh, uh, so but yeah, some technically yeah, some interesting stuff. Uh, but yeah, the livery was just like oh yeah, okay. So okay. you're basically doing what the other team does. Car design is it? Is that the actual car or is that the show car again? Uh, I think it is the actual car because I was reading something just before we come on with uh, the race.com and they were talking that certain cars have been on the track. So we know that Aston Martin have been on the track. Williams mm-hmm. were on the track today. There's the, the leaked pictures of the Alfa Romeo with the camouflage livery. And then they mentioned Alfa Tauri. So they've been out on the track. Right. So that is the car. The cars that haven't that have been released that haven't been out are not in McLaren as well, sorry, because they had a shakedown later on that day, I think, or they were going to. Yeah. Um, but Haas and Red Bull, and we know for sure aren't. Uh, so I'm sure that is the car, but livery-wise, yeah, it's clear that Alpha Tauri have got a, an image. They've got a colour scheme. Yeah. I think until they decide to not be in Formula 1, it's going to be a variation of that weird blue and white. And I'm, Maybe the wee odd, I'm just maybe the wee odd the- red highlight or something would have been nice, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that now, and I can see that you, you, you're right about the square side pods, actually. Um, they're very square. They're very they, square, they sweep, aren't they? They sweep underneath very quick. Like mm. there, There's a very quick sweep or a very kind of abrupt sweep underneath, which is very different. I didn't realise it until I was talking about it, how much it swept under. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting, because uh, that's a couple of cars with a very square air intake, whereas Williams haven't done that uh, again we won't know if that's due to McLaren, the Mercedes power unit. But then I can't remember if McLaren's is this square. I don't think it is. No, no, it's McLaren not. McLaren is Mercedes. So if that's the case, it's to do with the power unit. Hey, Aston Martin's isn't as square as that either. So it's definitely no, some... Aston Martin's are the square ones, aren't they? They're, they're well, square. Then might, well, then that kind of blows my theory. It's to do with the Mercedes power unit. So thanks very much for that it, one. It's, it's, just, uh, it's just how people have... How, how each different it, team is is kind of... Translating the the rules, aren't they? That's, that's their their own interpretations and whatnot. So yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who was right, who was wrong, uh, in in that. Um, and then Williams, we've had today uh, release a car, and it's again completely different to previous seasons because um, they've gone for a nice kind of electric blue um, with mm. lighter blue highlights and red highlights too. Uh, Emma, what were your thoughts on that when you first saw it? Uh, I like it. I would have preferred yellow because I said I have said before that like I wanted like a Prostera Williams like yeah. with the yellow on it and the blue. But I do think it's nice, and I like the fact that it's got the geometric bit on the back. Hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of like the car, like it looks like it's got a really in this picture that I'm looking at, it's got a high front wing like the Aston Martin as well. But um, yeah, I like it in terms of livery. It's nice, but it's it's not. It's not blowing my socks off like McLaren or Aston Martin, but it, you know, it's just there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, th- I, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's different." Um, it's got the, it's incorporated the, the, the big W kind of uh, on the back uh, panel of the, of the car itself, and then obviously you've got the, the other logos around as well. And it, it's uh, worth pointing out as well that they've got a new sponsor, Duracell. Um, that's obviously going to help them with battery technology and, uh, of course, uh, a cash injection, which, you know, Doralton will be very happy with. Um, and Williams, in, in a general, would, would, uh, would be very happy with because they haven't had a title sponsor for a couple of years now. Um, so it'd be 
very good to see them as, as part of the team. Um, do you like it, Sophia? Um, I like it. I like the orange accent. I'm just looking as well. It's quite open in the front as well compared to the other um, liveries as well, which might be quite interesting to see how aerodynamic goes. Mm. Um, again, I love the diamond design on the back. It looks more like sleek and shiny compared mm. to the other ones. I don't know if they're going from like the battery kind of like, you know how batteries are quite shiny, maybe because they're sponsored by Duracell now. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to be nice <laughs> and shiny and new with the new sponsors and everything. But yeah. I think it looks really like wicked. It does. I think it looks really quick. And they, they have, as Coops mentioned earlier, they're also one of the teams that went out for a drive today. And you can see pictures of it. So it's they they, they did the, the the livery on a show car for the reveal, but the car is obviously out on track today with the mm-hmm. with the same livery on the real car. Um, and it looks it looks really nice actually in the, in the daylight. And as you say, it's the shiny. Rather, they've gone for the shiny rather than the matte, which most teams are going for nowadays. Most teams are going for matte. So to see a shiny one, uh, you know, polished polished and kind of shimmering in the in the light it, it maybe it'll make maybe that will make it stand out a bit more uh as the season can starts anyway it's going to be nice under the like the lights in like singapore for the night races as well that's mm. going to be <laughs> it might be even blinding to some of the drivers as well if they're <laughs> trying to behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> coops what were your thoughts uh, it's nice uh definitely not what i was expecting uh and I think the kind of geometric thing at the back was kind of what they were looking for last year, but they kind of ended up with this weird F1 2021 basic livery, you know, from the PlayStation game. It just, just whatever they were trying to do last year didn't work. Mm. Uh, and, that, and that's not the car itself because, well, it didn't really work anyway. But, uh, but yeah, this one, it's quite nice. I'm looking at the picture from them coming out the garage at Silverstone today. It's a lot shinier, as you've said. What I've noticed with a lot of the cars is how high that front wing sits compared to last season's car. I mean, nah, that's, 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 that's what quite I was high up. Right. When I saw the Aston Martin come out, I was like, whoa. Well, we and got then to remember. the other car, it sits really high up as well. So we, We've got to remember that the air's got to go underneath the car now. So that's, that's, the, that's the reason that the, the front wings are going to be higher than they have been previously because previously they've been as close to the floor as possible because that's where they get the downforce from you know it's pushing down the, the air's pushing down onto the wing and this time now they've got to get some air underneath the car to create that um kind of suction to the floor um so that kind of explains why they're higher this year uh the the, the wings but some of them are look but some of them look higher than others um and it's more uh, obvious it- it, it certainly does draw your eye, you know, when you've had since 2014 the way that it's been before, bringing the air over the car, and now, as you say, it needs to shine channel underneath to the vortices and all the vortices down under the car into the kind of channels. Uh, it does kind of, it's a shock to the system, and I think mm-hmm. it will be for a for a wee bit, especially if we've got a couple of days worth of running to get used to the... the and one thing I have noticed, actually, speaking of design, the halo seems to be a lot more incorporated into the cars. Yeah. Last couple of years since they brought them in, it was as if it was kind of like, oh shit, Halo stuck it on the top. But now they're kind of seem to be part of it. Yeah. Like watching yeah, old races. With, yeah. Watching old races without the Halo, it looks weird. You're like, oh, oh, that's, <laughs> oh that's different. <laughs> uh, so they look so yeah, less like a flip flop now. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, can we? Was that, was that like Van der Gaard that stuck his camera through the flip? What would drive to go? Oh, can we? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It, 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 I mean, to be fair, I've got Formula One 2021 and I can't race with that pillar in the middle of the screen. I need to take it off. So, but then again, I'm crap at that game. So, but I, it, is, it is weird. 
Okay, well, let's move on from liveries then. I think we've kind of had a good good rundown of, of what we have seen. Uh, what's to come is tomorrow we've got... Remind me. Nobody. Tomorrow's Nobody a day tomorrow. off. Tomorrow's a day off and then Thursday it's is... Friday. And then it's Mercedes and Friday. Yep. Thursday, uh, Ferrari, Al- Friday, Mercedes. Is <laughs> then it's Alpine on the 21st, Alfa Romeo on the 27th. So still, still a few to look forward to then uh, Alpha Alpha Romeo were on mm. track today with their car but they had the the camo livery to uh, disguise all the all the nooks and crannies that they've got and the aero kind it. of bumps and stuff like that let's move on to the news uh, and there's been a couple of things to talk about uh, Coops just before you came on you said Clara Anderson will not race in Extreme E this weekend uh, due to Covid is that correct? Yes yeah, uh, Jenny Gow from BBC tweeted just as we were setting up that she is out of the race due to a positive COVID test. They have oh. got a replacement. Uh, I am doing some Googling at the minute. But yeah, she's out for this weekend for the Desert EP, which actually the the, the Extreme E season starts this weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, hopefully Rosberg, uh, who won beating Hamilton's team, right? uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll continue uh, going on. But yeah, First, first casualty of COVID uh, is, is to poor Clara Anderson. So she's uh, probably isolating as we speak. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, there was also some more extreme news, wasn't there, for Jensen Button's team, Sophia? Yeah, it just got confirmed a couple of hours ago. Um, and signing defending champion Molly Taylor for the opening round. Wow. However, it's not confirmed if um, Button's team is going to do the full races. It's still not confirmed at the moment, but... At the moment, it's saying that they are going to take part of it in some capacity racing. So hmm. that'll be one to watch out for as well. Any other news articles that we want to talk about today? Uh, Emma, have you have you noticed anything you want to chat about that's popped um, up over the last week? I've just seen like recently that I don't know whether I don't I might butcher her name, but it's Luna Floxer. She's really young, but she's the first female I think to join the Mercedes Junior team. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then I think that there's two with Ferrari, and then Williams have got Jamie Chadwick. So, there's only three out of the 10 teams on the grid that actually have women, mm-hmm. which is, you know, disappointing, but glad that there's, you know, one more on that now. Yeah, there's another one to add to the team. Obviously, um, Jessica Hawkins, was she for Aston? Um, or she's she's the. She's a driver uh, uh, ambassador or something, something like that. So she's yeah, she's yeah, with, she's yeah. within the Aston kind of heading anyway. We spoke to her last year and she was lovely. Yeah, so we, we do need more women in the sport. Um, yeah. we, we, we needed more women in our team, so we brought you 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 ladies on, yeah. um, and we've we've got a few more in the team now. Um, so you'll hear a few more feminine voices on on this podcast as well, which is good. I'm sure yeah. our fans will be happy to hear that. Um, I saw a thing about, I think it was about the different percentages of women that worked in the teams. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes was, I think it was 18%. And that was the highest out of all wow. the teams, wow. which is so low. But Mercedes is obviously, you know, hiring the most women. But that's, when I read that, I was like, just, it's just disappointing in it really. But what can you do? It is, but hopefully that's uh, you know with with all the different things that are in place, that we race as one that we that has been kind of initiated over the last few years. Hopefully, Formula One be, will become a lot more inclusive. Uh, we'll see a lot more black representation and a lot more female representation, uh, which is what the sport is striving for. Coops, have you seen any other news articles that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm just trying to find it. It's the uh, the women from McLaren. Uh, I've just totally forgotten name. Charlotte. Uh, 
Is it Charlotte who's moving over to the W Series? Yeah, uh, Charlotte. Um, seven and a half years, I think, she spent with McLaren. Yeah, she looked after Lando uh, as well, quite <laughs> prominent. Uh, I was, yeah. I was, I actually retweeted it earlier, and I like to say, she was always in the bullpen, wasn't she? She was, she was always kind of with the uh, part of the PR team. Um, yep. in, in the bullpen with the with all the the press officers and um, when they're having their interviews at the end, she was kind of quite a smiley face, quite a quite a happy happy person, quite active uh, on social media as well, and kind of uh, really promoting kind of McLaren to the world. Um, yeah, so it's it's a shame to see her go, but it's it's probably quite a nice thing for her to go over to W Series well, to kind of well that yeah she's not she tweeted saying seven and a half years always be a McLaren fan off to the next chapter but from she's not said it but from what I've heard and I think the W Series mentioned she's going over to be the head of the communications for W Series so wow. uh, quite a jump you know it's you know she's that the expertise from being in the kind of world of Formula One which is its own bubble and its own world you know to take that to such a, a, a young series that the W series that's uh, and then with the the Jenner news from last weekend uh, or last week quite a quite a good uh, cue I think for the W series to be honest absolutely uh, it's, it, it's going to be great for them you know it's positive PR uh, and they need that uh, and the good thing is for her she'll probably see the team every day anyway because, uh, that she's at work because they're W Series is following the Formula One for the eight races that they've got. So she'll be out at least for the eight races um, that the W Series are going to be with um, Formula One anyway. So she won't miss her friends too much. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only other bit of news that I should uh, talk to, and it's only because Sponge got upset about it, one of the other members of the team, uh, was that Williams have took away the Senna S from the livery. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Elton Senna died drill driving a Williams car in 1994 third race of the season uh, and ever since then every single car has had a small wee Senna somewhere along somewhere so, in the livery tribute to him yeah. and he kind of advertised the Senna Foundation as well didn't he uh, and then Josh Caputo came out today it was noted that they couldn't find it not that you turn, you need a magnifying glass to find it last season but uh, Josh Caputo came out and kind of said that it was, you know, kind of time to move on from it, uh, take it off the livery. However, as the balance to that, they're going to be working more with the Senna Foundation. They've increased his uh, kind of memories within the kind of Williams Museum and heritage and stuff like that. But he thinks that it's time to kind of move it away from the car and put it kind of in the history of Formula One as where it should be. Uh, needless to say, Sponge, who sees uh, Senna as God, uh, was none too pleased uh, when he found that out. Uh, a few expletives were put on the group chat, uh, <laughs> uh, and I think he's—I think he's at home just now, sitting in the corner, rocking back and forth. Uh, but do you know what? Uh, I but I agree with him. Uh, you know, I—it's such a small. It was such a small kind of logo. It's not really going to distract from their livery that they've got. It's not really going to... The drivers aren't going to see it and go, oh, I'm dreading driving this car because it's got the Senna S on. And it's just a small kind of token for the Brazilian fans that will be watching for Senna fans, which are plentiful uh, across the world. It's such a small... But it's a nice kind of token and reminder of him. Um, in no, the car. No, I, I know you've got a different view and that's, and that's kind of what I'm leading to. So I'll let you kind of have your piece. Right, well... I've got a few things. Number one, you couldn't see it when the cars were moving. Unless you knew where it was, you could even see it in the pit stops. So 
Okay. But to know it's Definitely. there, but to know it's there, it's just is enough, isn't it? Well, yeah. To know it's he's like, got it, his pet, it's like, well, come on. It's like someone. It's like someone having a tattoo on their, you know, on their back or whatever. You, you, they're never going to see that tattoo, but they know it's there. People have dedications to, you know, to loved ones, to dead dead relatives, and, mm-hmm. and what whatever, mm-hmm. uh, all over their body, and they don't see them all the time. But they because they know it's there. They, it's there. You know, that's that's kind of my yeah. my point of view. My my argument to that then is, but then you know that they've got his picture in the museum. They know they're working with the foundation. You don't see it, but you know mm. they're doing it. So it's the same thing. Plus. Another thing, 50% of the people on this podcast weren't even born when he died. <laughs> you know, there's times where you need to kind of move on. Uh, I'm an old man who remembers watching it when it happened in 94. I mean, Me I, was, too. I was 12 watching the actual accident and watching everything happening. He's the guy I followed when I was younger. You know, I have uh, two of the pictures that Sponge drew on my wall. Mm-hmm. I've got books about Senna. The man is a genius. He was a flawed genius but he was a genius and he also won the Champions of Champions competition we ran just there. Mm-hmm. By quite a margin, poor old yeah. Fernando Alonso was destroyed. <laughs> uh, and rightly you know, so. Half the, yeah, half the <laughs> things we were going to do, we didn't even bother doing because it wasn't even close. Mm. Um, so, you know, in terms of him as an iconic person within Formula One and his whole history, it deserves to be celebrated. But, you know, a tiny wee sticker that, 99% of the fans probably didn't even realise was on the car. Well, it's still going to, like, like, move on. Move on. Go on. Let, go. Let's, get, let's get a feminine opinion on this, uh, because I feel like me and Coops have spoken about this quite quite a lot. Do, would you like to see the Senna S on the car, or are you, are you okay with it be, not being there and then, then doing the stuff behind the scenes and, and in the museums or whatnot? We'll go to Sophia first. I think they're saying it. Like, obviously, they say they're going to do more. I'm a type of more visual, so I would prefer the S, but also if they want to get rid of it, I also want to see them being more involved in it being spoken about more, if mm. that kind of makes sense. I mean, going back about age and such, I mean, <laughs> I'm a 98, so I'm like way, <laughs> a little bit way after that. Um, but I mean, to be fair, I only found out about that a couple, like, two seasons three seasons ago mm-hmm. um but even i didn't notice it on the launch today until it was mentioned in the group chat it's not something i look into but again it's like the tattoos you have it on your back you have it on it, it's in memory and i think i see it both ways pretty much in, in all honesty yeah yeah okay I, I can see i can see why they would want to move on um i just don't feel they need to because it's such a it's such a small thing you know uh, emma um well I, i'm gonna defend the younger Senna fans because I think like with with Pross like still around mm-hmm. still like involved like we think that he probably would be if he was still alive and like even for me as someone who was born in 1999 like he is still such a massive massive figure in Formula One like you ask any of the drivers like who they look up to it's always Senna mm-hmm. and like I just think that I think it's too early. I know it sounds silly because it was such lo- it was so long ago, but it's just so important. It's so talked about. He's still such a massive household name mm-hmm. that it just feels wrong to just like you know do it already when he's still you know. And do you know what really so important? What really made it burn when I started reading that article? What what really kind of annoyed me is they hadn't consulted with the Senna family at that time uh, before doing it. Like I understand Ooh. the want and the desire to to kind of to do it 
I can kind of see why they might want to do that and, and whatever, but they haven't kind of okayed it with the family uh, beforehand. So that kind of stings a little bit as a, as a fan of, you know, Senna and, and all he did. They at least kind of consult the family first. I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we're dwelling on this a bit too much, but I, th- I, feel, uh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I need to represent Sponge uh, and his opinion <laughs> um, because he's not here to, to do it himself. Uh, I think, yeah, I think you're overthinking it a bit too much. I mean, consult on the Senna Foundation because of a sticker on a car. But like, it was a Senna, Senna Foundation sticker. Uh, so? If, they, if that's something well, they expected... Williams decided to put it on their car. I don't think they needed permission to take it off. <laughs> I mean, it's it's they, they, it's not. It's, I don't. I just don't think it is. I mean, yes, Senna is always going to be someone who doesn't even follow Formula One. You and you ask him a driver, he's going to say it in Senna. Mm. If it's newer, it's probably going to be like Sebastian Vettel who looked up to it. I mean, the the not the the most statistically most. Uh, Can you say uh, that again, please? Prominent. Oh, where? Statistically. Statistic. Statistically, <laughs> the most. I'm tripping over my words. The the best driver ever in Formula One, yeah, uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Statistically, yeah. Uh, he shut up. He <laughs> he uh, he had a car. He had a he had a, a, a helmet that was modelled after Senna. He looked up to it and Senna. That was his idol. You know, Senna's always going to be part of Formula One in twenty five thousand years time. If we're still here and Formula One's still around. In God knows how many years' time, Senna will always be part of it. He's part of the fabric of Formula One. He does not need a sticker on a Williams that you don't actually know is there when you see it nine times out of ten to actually to 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 know that that's the point. I mean, he's 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 uh, image, his legendary status within Formula One is not affected by the fact that Williams no longer have a sticker. McLaren don't have a sticker. He drove for them, so you know. I think we're reading a wee bit too much into it, to be honest. And I am a fan of and saying that before MD asks me, yes, you can find me on Twitter. You can DM me and swear and shout at me if you want. But I think it's just a sticker. Come on. Uh, over the weekend, we had uh, another Formula E race. Uh, obviously, we talked about the last one in a couple of podcasts to go uh, with Callum. Callum's unfortunately not able to join us today, but we have got a couple of people that did watch the race and obviously can share their opinions on that. Uh, we'll go to Emma first. Was it a good race this weekend? Yeah, it was really good. Um, for me, in terms of my favourite drivers, it was not a great race in terms of like Sam Bird and Jake Dennis. Okay. Um, further down um, than I would have wanted, but I was happy with the outcome at the end of the race. Like, I'm really happy that Porsche finally had a win. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really good race to watch. It was uh, there was some interesting strategies going on, like with um, Cassidy not using his attack mode mm. to like the second half of the race, which was really weird and didn't really end up helping him that much in the end. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a good race. It was There was a lot of good overtakes and stuff like that. Okay. Who, who impressed you most over the weekend? Uh, Pascal, definitely. Okay. Yeah. That's obviously uh, ex-Formula 1 driver Pascal Wehrlein, yeah? Or Verline, yeah, and however he's you come, say his he's name. Come, he's come so close to winning so many times and this is, was his first win and you could tell he was so happy about it. And uh, yeah, it was it was... It was really nice to see. And there was a whole thing about whether they were going to use team orders at the end because mm-hmm. uh, because his teammate was so close behind him about whether they were going to let him have the win or not. Right. But um, in the end, they I think they said to him not to, you know, not to overtake or not to try and race. So uh, they left it as it was. He seemed like he was all right about it, though. I don't know what you think, Jamie. Do you think Andre was all right about it? Oh, 
he kept when he was talked when he was spoken to afterwards. He kept saying it was good for the team. Yeah, <laughs> which usually means he's not because it would have been his first ever win in Formula E. Yeah, uh, I mean it was Porsche's first win, and it was a one-two, and they've been there yeah. for three years. And being Porsche, being such an iconic brand in racing, they hadn't performed the way anyone expected. Yeah, when they entered because it's Porsche. Uh, but it was good. I mean, Verline was out front, dropped back. Uh, they timed everything perfect to, with the energy consumption. They crossed the line, I think. Was it was it yourself or was it Elise or somebody that came on the group chat watching it saying, was it zero? Was he getting disqualified? And I know it's... It was 0.1, know, I think, in the end. It was 0.1 when they crossed. Plus, uh, uh, there's someone who's prominent on Twitter called Hazel Southwell, Southall, who actually said that the, point, the 0.1 isn't the exact amount because that's all they can show. You can actually have zero point zero one and stuff like that it goes lower. Yeah. But because the graphics can only go to zero point one, that's all they show. Yeah, yeah. So it was very touch and go crossing the line. Uh, Jaguar, who were tipped to be preseason favourites, were awful. Uh, yep. Something's going on there. They were way that. That's again that's Sam Bud's team. Uh, yep. Cassidy's weird uh, strategy to use the the. Uh, the boost attack mode the attack mode that I forgot what that was for a second <laughs> um, everyone everyone else split it so they took it early waited to a wee bit and then used it to the end and Cassidy just went nah and then yeah. used these eight minutes pretty much almost straight together for the last ten minutes of the race yeah. uh, I think he got as high as six I didn't think it got quite as high as it should have done yeah but as a race it was really interesting uh, just watching and then uh, because Porsche were being Porsche, they decided to extend the race by one lap. <laughs> the teams that thought it was going to be shorter ended up running out of energy and ended up sliding down the order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just Porsche. Just that was uh, shit housery one hundred percent because they, could, they, cro- they they crossed the line with a second to go. So if they pulled off at the last corner, it would have been one lap, one more lap. Because for anyone who's listening, Formula E do forty five minutes plus one lap. So if they crossed the line. At 45 minutes, it's one more lap, but they crossed the line with 49, it was 44 minutes, 59 seconds. So it's a that lap plus another lap. Right. Every a lot a lot of the teams behind them thought it was only going to be one more lap. It was two. They'd raced and used up the energy as if it was going to be one less than what it was. Uh-huh. And that was purely because Porsche had pl- had got their strategy spot on and they could do it. So they did. So you had Drivers in third and fourth that ended up tenth. Oh no! Yeah. No usable wow. energy left. So it was funny watching that, and even the commentators were going, "Oh, it's two more laps." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, we're going again. Um, so that's yeah, a tactic. A that, so you think that's a tactic that more teams will try and uh, introduce or try and catch no, people I, out? I think on. it was. I think it was just Porsche just showing off the fact that they could do it. I right. don't yeah. think it, yeah. was, it wasn't necessary. It, I mean, Porsche were five, six seconds ahead of third anyway. They were never going to lose the race unless they tripped over each other. Uh, they had it in the bag. They just did it because they could. And, well, yeah. why not? It's not their fault that other teams get things wrong. I mean, it's similar to the argument we have with Mercedes being so good in the, type of, the turbo hybrid area. Mm-hmm. area. It's not they... We, we shouldn't be slowing them down. It's not Mercedes' fault that everybody else got it wrong. So in terms of a race, it was brilliant. There was no safety cars. It was a race. You could see how the Formula E strategies worked. You know, Pascal Verlaine was first. I think Lotterer got in front of Pascal or something like that, or vice versa. He got pole. 
got into first, got a bit of a battle, dropped, dropped, dropped back, and then used the, the energy that he saved to get them, get them up to first and second. And unlike a couple of years ago where he ran out of energy at the last corner and got past and lost the win. So, you know, it, it was it was a good... It, it was a really exciting good... Yeah, it was great yeah. for Porsche. It was good to see. And the track... Yeah, shame... I've got a little... Oh, it sorry. was it was a shame for Antonio Giovinazzi, bless him. <sighs> he uh, he didn't finish, oh. and then with oh, Sims God. as well, like uh, another British driver, like Mahindra's not having a good time. He's that's the second race, like the two races that then he's retired from both of them. So it's not great for them. I, I, I missed what happened to Sims, but I think that they said it was a technical issue or a mechanical. Yeah, I think failure. it was like it was it was a problem. Uh, I think it was similar to the one that he had in Diria. Like it it was it was. Unfortunately, he just had to pull over to the side, but obviously they didn't get the crane involved this time. But um, yeah, it was. I just feel so sorry for him and Antonio as well. He did. I think he got a fan boost, but couldn't even end up using it because he went into the pits twice. But um, mm. yeah, bless him. He just can't really catch a break with it. No, it's, it's early days. Yeah, it's early yeah. early days though. It's only yeah, it's only his second race. So. He's he's used to kind of cars that kind of stick to the floor a bit more and uh, yeah he said it's so more. different compared mm. to formula one well, it's, 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 the, the formula e cars don't have enough energy to get to the end from the start but it's basically they're under fuel so you've mm-hmm. got to regen you've got to coast there's a lot of things you need to do to get to the end and then you've also got to try and be competitive uh, Giovinazzi it was the third race because uh, they had a double header at Duria yeah. and I mean he's been last all the way through I mean even Dan yeah. Tictum's beat him so He'll get there. He'll get there. The, the the circuit itself, though, Mexico was it was a nice circuit, wasn't it, uh, Emma? Yeah, it, it was. It was good. I think there was a there was a lot of comments on where they put the attack mode activation place because it was like on the inside of the track, on mm-hmm. right on the turn, like you know the stadium part, mm-hmm. um, which was a bit strange. I think a lot of the drivers you had to turn like quite abruptly in order to get on it, but uh, they didn't have any problems with it. I know that in Derry in the first race. Um, Van Dorn missed one of the sensors and like that cost him getting his attack mode. But yeah, in terms of, I mean, I feel like everyone loves Mexico. Like it's so colorful and, and everything. Like I, I really enjoy watching the Grand Prix there. So yeah, the E-Pro was really good. Coops, anything to add? As Emma says, the, the circuit, it's not, it wasn't the full Grand Prix circuit, but it's no. raced on the track and they go through the stadium section. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a great, and I mean, the fans seemed to really buy into it. It looked really busy for a yeah, Formula there was E race. Of there. Yeah, it was a, it just it was a good race. There wasn't a lot of drama. There wasn't not a drama in a bad sense. What I mean is there wasn't a lot of accidents. I think one of the DS cheated cars, just as Emma was describing the way the attack mode went, he kind of clipped the back and lost a wee bit of body work. That's it. The rest of the time it was some decent racing. Clean it was racing. Just good racing. It was clean racing. It was all strategy. It was just a good race to watch, and it built up to a decent re ending. You know, you were like, "Oh, wait a minute! Oh, the run out of energy." So it, it did. It put. Uh, it gave. It. It was uh, very much a a good advert for Formula E in terms of actual racing. Once you get past the fact that it's electric, which a lot of people seem to not like, and maybe they're just buying into you know the the noise of it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it's an electric car. It's not. They're not designed to be particularly noisy. Uh, they're quite whiny, basically. But if you just get rid of that and watch it for racing, it's actually really good. I don't tend to watch the qualifying because I still haven't quite worked out the qualifying way they work it. It's, it's weird. 
<laughs> but the race in itself, 45 minutes, 46, 47 minutes, depending on how long the track is. And it's decent close racing. Yep. Not if you're a Jaguar fan or Giovinazzi. But <laughs> other than that, it's usually all right. Well, we got a break now because the next race is in Rome in April. So oh, wow. yeah, yeah, quite it's a big... bizarre why they do that. Yeah. It's and a strange it's... gap. It's because yeah. I think it's because they can only do the street races. There's some, there was something to do with like when they could use track. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. So you've got a, a little while to wait before we update you on uh, what what will happen uh, in Formula E next. I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about today. So thank you very much for everyone to for for coming to speak to us today. Thank you to the new uh, the the new women that we've got in, on our team, Sophia and Emma. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No, yeah, no thanks we'll, for being here. We'll really have you had again. Fun. We'll have you again soon, no doubt. Uh, thanks to the old hand, uh, Coops, for coming along and having a chat. You can old. You're older well, than me. Actually. So thank you very much for myself, James Tiller. We have been Everything F1. Uh, and as always, you can find us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us on our shiny website, www.everythingf1.com. And please, as you're listening to this, hit the subscribe button so you get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. All that's left for me to say is thank you very much, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.